This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's talk about the uh, the spread that is happening across the province of Ontario right now. And I, I don't mean COVID. I mean the trend of making your own license plate. <laughs> Every day. There's another one. Yeah. Was it last week? Uh, there was a story out of Kingston of a guy who, who had a homemade license plate on his motorcycle. And it actually caught the attention of Jimmy Fallon. And it was featured on The Tonight Show. Well, somebody must have been watching The Tonight Show because this... This one's even worse, though. It's terrible, Jim. This is the worst one yet. Um, it's uh, on the back of a truck. This time it was like a uh, cargo truck. And it says Ontario at the top in writing that looks suspiciously like my terrible childish handwriting. Uh, BB, whatever, says like a few numbers there. It still says yours to discover on the bottom, all like on an angle. Um, and it wasn't even blue marker. They just used a black Sharpie. Like this, it's so bad. It's on the, like, looks like it's on the back of a piece of cardboard. It's so bad. This is more suspicious than not having a license at all. Like, why would you bother putting anything yeah, on there? Yeah, your eye would be drawn to that yes, thing. it's so, and it's in black marker. Like, why bother? There are black license plates out there with black writing. Are, are, are they there? farm vehicles, maybe? I don't know. There's... Oh, there may be, yeah, maybe emergency vehicles. I'm trying to, th- I have seen that. I can't remember. But, I mean, it's certain, that still sticks out. Yeah. I I, mean, I, I, the fact that it looks like he did it with his wrong hand. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And I don't know why people keep trying to replicate these particular license plates. Like, they just had those new ones that are now being slowly phased out again. But the ones that the Doug Ford government brought in, there's never been an easier time to just print something off a computer. Because it's not corrugated at all. Like, there's no, it's not beveled. It's just a flat stock print that comes out of, like, a computer, it looks like. Well, are Kinko's open right now? Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) That's probably the, it. the yeah. coffee places are closed down. You can't get can't get your fake license plates laser printed in the pandemic. Just, I love it. This, <laughs> you got to get out the markers. This license plate is so bad. It's such child, terrible handwriting. Yet the guy still decided to put yours to discover on like a thirty degree <laughs> angle. Like yeah, this will like, do it. Halfway through discovery, he realized he was running out of room and had to make the letters smaller. That's what happened. And some are <laughs> caps locks, and some are lowercase. Like a, it's like a capital I, but then a lowercase s. Yeah, it's terrible. And we've played music that has been AI, artificial intelligence generated on the show in the past. My favorite up to this point, the ACDC AI song. Great balls and big balls. Today when I win the balls. Great balls. <laughs> yeah, it was actually good. She's got great balls. It was good, but it was also, it was funny. It was almost a parody of ACDC at the same time, right? Yeah, but I mean, so is their new music, kind of, you know? It's very ACDC-ish. The difference is ACDC, the majority of the band is still alive, right? Yeah, so they can make their own new music. Kurt Cobain, he passed away 27 years ago this week, and uh, somebody has pumped some Nirvana songs into a computer and used artificial intelligence to come up with what the computer thinks would be a new Nirvana song. You want to hear this thing? Oh, yeah. It's called Drowned in the Sun. Very Nirvana-esque title. (laughs) 
don't know, man. That sounds pretty darn close to Nirvana. I mean, yeah, the guitar effect, especially in the verse, is very Nirvana-esque. And the voice is, the vocals obviously are, but is the structure of this, I guess so. It made me realize that I it made me realize I never understood what Kurt Cobain was saying in the first place. (laughs) Right? I I can't tell what any of the lyrics are. Drown song. But I mean, if you played me this song, I would say this is obviously Nirvana. Like if you didn't tell me the backstory. Yeah. If I said, hey, they they just dug up this old uh, demo that they did. Yeah. Lost. uh, Nirvana song, you'd believe me. Yeah, but then I go, I get why they didn't release it. Completely, if you're just joining us, this is complete artificial intelligence. They they made a new Nirvana song. Isn't it funny with this, Taz? Like in deep fakes, like there could just be new albums from people who have long passed. Yeah, that's the question. Is that something that is appropriate? There's a Black Mirror episode where Miley Cyrus plays a pop star and she starts becoming difficult so the the family puts her into a coma and then they mine her music ideas through computers from her brain. Oh, just like the Free Britney thing that's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's only a matter of time till we're at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like DMX right now, He's, he's in a coma. If the technology existed, would his family choose to hook him up to a machine to get some uh, one final DMX album out? Well, the yeah, I mean, I don't know about the family, but you know, people will because there's money to be made. Totally. And yesterday on the show, we were talking about Amazon admitting that some of their employees have to pee in bottles during uh, their shifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still are, are trying to spin it to make us feel like their employees in their warehouses aren't being forced to pee in bottles. But you say that's one of the big rumors, Jim. Yeah. And I mean, you call it a rumor, but but employees there and former employees both say the same things. They like they have two 15 minute breaks each day and it takes almost 15 minutes to get across the warehouse at certain spots. So if you have to go to the bathroom or go eat a, like, yeah, yeah, it's it, the conditions are, are not good. And Amazon is, is, they admit, they say, we were thinking about the warehouses. They don't have to pee in bottles there. But some of our drivers out on the road do have to pee in bottles. And we heard from a lot of Taz and Jim listeners yesterday who are constantly out there behind the wheel. And it's the way of the road, like <laughs> the trailer park boys say. Way of the road. Yeah. We didn't get the female perspective on this story, though peeing in bottles is that's that is tricky now it's tough for a guy to do it yeah well we got a call from a female delivery driver off the air yesterday and here it is a little bit to say on the peeing in bottles as a delivery person yeah yeah so i'm a delivery person and i'm a girl and let me tell you at the very first lockdown when you do a route somewhere out in the country and there's no bathroom for like four like i don't know kilometers or four you have an hour in between a bathroom yeah and you finally get to the bathroom and they tell you you can't use it. Then what do you do? What are your options? All of us girls went out and had to go buy Go Girls, like those things that help you that you can stand up and pee out of. 
How do those work? Are they are, do they strap on or do you just? No, it's like a little funnel. You hold it, and if you have to like slow your pee right down, but that's what we all had to do. And now I actually have bladder problems from the first lockdown. Because so because of you, were you using the Go Girl too much? Is that what no, happened? I couldn't pee anywhere because, like, when you're out in the country, it's a little bit easier. But then when you're in the city and nobody's telling you to pee, it's kind of harder to pee outside of the truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was it's brutal. Like the first lockdown, like killed us girls. We were like we were like begging people to let us use their bathroom. What did you think of peeing standing up? Was it a, <laughs> in a in a way? Was it a freeing experience? You know what? It it was a little bit empowering, and I got my partner. We went camping, and she would never ever use it. And finally, she used it and came out and was like, "You know what? I kind of liked that. That wasn't <laughs> as bad as I thought it was going to be." <laughs> yeah, I get it. I I understand the hype now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I think uh, the Amazon drivers peeing in bottles. Like I've seen it. I've heard of it. So I mean, like. Well, wouldn't it be tough for a woman to pee in a bottle as well? I don't know. I you yeah. Know. You know, it it would be tough. I think. Like for us, I think we actually had to go outside into like the, the woods to do it. But I think I I don't think the, the guys doing it is a bad thing. I think if you got to go, you got to go, and people don't understand until it's them. It's the way the body works, right? Exactly. We, we all like go said, pee. I, I held it for so long, and now I have bladder issues a year later. So. Yeah, just let it go. It's don't hold in your peas, don't hold in your farts. You gotta let them out. I agree, buddy. <laughs> Bye. See ya. There's the moral of the story wow. right there. Don't hold in your peas and don't hold in your farts. <laughs> You're welcome. The Go Girl. Find it now on Amazon. <laughs> Can't believe this. Day two of this topic and the phones won't stop ringing. Apparently, Amazon drivers, Amazon employees, not the only ones having to get creative with their urinations while they're working. Dan, what do you got? You guys are talking about uh, uh, delivery drivers having to pee out in the uh, outside and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. What about, what about all these years, truckers? Back in the day when I worked at a place outside of St. Thomas there, they had, uh, they had a lot of deliveries through truckers and... Uh, I remember the one day uh, one of the older fellows brought me out to one of the trucks. He said, you got to see this. And uh, he pulled up the bottom mat on the, on the driver's seat, and uh, there was just a hole. Right in, right to the, right in the ground. Like, <laughs> so everyone thought that truck was leaking oil. Oh, that, nobody wanted to work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, so he would, how would you... Get it in the hole. Is there a tube or a funnel? No, no. They just like lift it up the floor mat and just let her dangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently, even apparently, even number twos. I I never seen. Oh, just feeling no, the feeling the cool breeze on your ding dong as you cruise down the four hundred one in your Mack truck. Yeah, back in the back in the day when I used to live in Boston, I used to go to football games, and my buddy came up with a design. It's called the Wizard, and it looks like a bicycle tube with the two ends cut off. Uh huh. You just, you just you just throw it over the over top of your your private there, and uh, and you just you can you can have it go right down the side of your leg and through your pants, and then right out the bottom of your shoe. You don't even know you got it on. <laughs> so it's a it's a hose. Yep. That lets you pee on the ground. Yep. Discreetly. Yeah, it has a little clip that you can clip on the bottom of your shoes so that you can just, it'll just kind of come down the bottom, the bottom and the bottom half of your shoe there. It's called a whip it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully no one's trying to f- uh, follow you because you're leaving a uh, yeah. a trail of urine-soaked footprints behind you. 
That's kind of true, yeah. But if you just go off to the side, you can you can just kind of. I for a for a concert, an outdoor festival or something. Yeah, it was it was for the Patriots games, the football games, because they're so tough to get a, to find a, a porta potty. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he came up with it. It, it, it. it worked quite well. He actually. For every problem, there's a solution. Absolutely. If you like Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're probably excited for the new Loki show, which comes out this June. Another trailer dropped yesterday. The timekeepers have built quite the circus. And I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. You can trust me. Hoagie, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? That's uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, talking with Owen Wilson, who is now part of the MCU. Love Owen Wilson. He got people excited online yesterday. Will we see a Marvel Comics cinematic universe? Owen Wilson wow moment. Oh, obviously. There's so much to say wow about. Is this, this is a movie or a TV series? TV series. Well, there's so much time for him to yeah. wow it up. A bunch of episodes. You got to fill 45 minutes a week, wow. right? Wow, wow, the powers. <laughs> wow, wow, your powers. Wow, you can fly. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That guy used to be a scientist. Now he's a green monster. Oh, wow. Brothers Thor? Wow. My brother's Luke Wilson. Still cool, wow. but he's not Thor. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about Thor for a second. Uh, Chris Hemsworth says that he isn't considered a serious actor, and it's because he works out. He's in Men's Health Magazine. He says, quote, bodybuilding is seen as a vanity, whereas if I put on a bunch of unhealthy weight or I got really skinny for a role... I'd be called a serious actor. Training training across 10 years is doing a full-time job, and then you add on 12-hour shooting days. It's a real grind. You feel sorry for Chris Hemsworth? No, well, no, not at all. But I, I get that, but he's also... I can't remember a movie where he was in that didn't require him to have muscles, yeah. and those movies generally aren't the deepest ones that require the hardest acting. And I, I do think if you were a really skinny guy or if you're an overweight guy and then you got into great shape, if you transform your body in any way, the, the Academy and all the awards uh, circles seem to enjoy that. Yeah. But if you were just a stud since high school. Uh-huh. I'm having a tough time defending him or feeling sorry for him right now. <laughs> Yeah. Great actor, yeah. funny guy, he can do the comedy, he can do the action. I'm sure he can do the, the drama. But he's just got to stop eating for four months, Jared Leto style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. I, I, what would you take? The physique of Chris Hemsworth or a statue on your mantle? Oh, Chris Hemsworth body yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it's I like, know. Yeah, I'd, I'd look at the other actors and be like, oh, you want an Oscar? Just let me take my shirt off for a second here. Congratulations. What's more impressive? <laughs> and now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Yeah, Taz and Jim, joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev... Home opener, big home opener in Major League Baseball down in Texas yesterday. Yeah, the uh, Texas Rangers sold over 38,000 tickets for their home opener. 
and are the first team in Major League Baseball this year to have a full-capacity game, first team in a long time. And you know what? I didn't even notice at first. I was watching the game. I didn't even notice that the, the, it was a full stadium. I just thought it was cardboard uh, cutouts again. <laughs> and then I'm watching the game. Oh, my God, the, the cutouts, cutouts are moving. <laughs> I should have taken that edible. I'm like, what is going on here? What a crazy world we're living in, though. Let's let's just reflect on this for a second. Uh, a year and a half ago, if you saw a stadium full at a sporting event and you said, hey, are those cardboard cutouts? Everyone would look at you like you were crazy. <laughs> well, the other part of it, too, is I should be ecstatic that there's a stadium full of people watching my favorite sport. And yet I kept thinking, okay, well, the Blue Jays are going to get COVID because there's going to be so many different points of contact for them. None of these people have been uh, vaccinated in terms of like, their players themselves and the many officials around the team. And you've got uh, talk in the United States of a fourth wave attacking young people the same way the third wave is attacking us now. And so I just thought, like, Okay, I, Texas, you do you, but uh, hey, Jays, get in and get yeah, out. Don't bring, don't bring Canada's yeah. team into it. Yeah, yeah the Jays were, were playing uh, in Texas yesterday. Pulled the short straw on that one. Um, they won, though. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a positive. Is they, they, they won, and they've won three of the four games. So, I mean, the Blue Jays <laughs> are off to a pretty good start this First season. First Major League Baseball team to win a game while holding their breath the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Blue Jays. Blue Let's Jays. <laughs> play <laughs> ball. <laughs> <laughs> What is the greatest movie of all time? Well, according to a survey done by Lad Bible, the website, it's The Shawshank Redemption is apparently the greatest movie of all time. Solid choice. It's a good movie. One that can be enjoyed by all ages almost. Mm-hmm. They took the, the highest ranked films from IMDb and they put them up against each other. And Shawshank Redemption just dominated this thing. 47 0.4% of people who took part in the survey voted for the Shawshank Redemption. It's huge. Yeah, well, I, it's like a movie that I've never heard anybody say they don't like. Uh, you know, I've heard a few people say it's their favorite movie, but like I've never heard anybody say it's a bad movie. Yeah, you do get sucked in if you're flipping around and you see Shawshank Redemption. You're watching the rest of it, right? Yeah, it was a television special. Um, The Dark Knight... Hmm. was in there as well. Are people looking back at that one through ro rose-colored glasses? Because it is great, and it changed the way superhero movies you know, were created after that. But I do remember at the end of that movie just sitting in the theater stunned going, oh my God, that was a great movie. And I think I went back the next day and watched it again. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. It's good, yeah. Not rose-colored glasses. It's got to be a good movie. It is, it is. It's, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm just letting the Joker performance overshadow the greatness of the rest of it, but it just, yeah, I don't know. What would you say? What, like, when I say greatest movie of all time, just make your mind blank. Yeah. What pops into your head? I got to say The Matrix. I really do. I don't know if that's the right answer, but it still holds up. I think it's profound. It's action-packed. I think it's a really good movie. I can remember my theater experience watching The Matrix as well. Yeah. It, 
it came out around the same time as the Columbine shootings, right? Mm. So they didn't promote the movie much at all because it, you know, features guys in trench coats shooting machine guns and after Columbine they didn't want they were very nervous about releasing the film, so they just put it out in theaters with no hype, no commercials beforehand. And I was walking past a movie theater downtown and I was like, "What is this?" Bought a ticket, went inside. My mind was blown. Yeah. I knew nothing about the movie the uh-huh. first time I saw it. And yes, I, I would say that is that is one of the great movies I've seen in my lifetime, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It made a huge impact on me. And I could still watch it. It's like one of those movies. I've, it's probably the movie. That and Dumb and Dumber are the two movies I've watched the most in my life. <laughs> I can't say Dumb and Dumber is the greatest movie of all time, but yeah. boy, I want to. Yeah. MacGruber would be... Uh, I love Dumb and Dumber, too. MacGruber is one of the movies that I've watched the most. Uh, another one, Kingpin. I do love the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. I've watched that a ton. And in terms of drama, L.A. Confidential, possibly my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm also just going to throw um, Fargo on the list. I have a soft spot for Fargo. Those are my top three. Dumber, Dumber, Dumber Fargo, and The Matrix. The nice thing about Fargo is the TV series did the movie proud yeah same vibe yeah sometimes you get a a tv spinoff from a movie and it taints the movie Mm -hmm. not the case every season of fargo has been incredible Mm -hmm. okay throw that up there not that we don't trust the good people over at lad bible but we need to know what the taz and jim listeners are thinking head over to our facebook page you tell us what is the greatest movie ever and now the winner is Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. peacock. Time for sports. We are joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for staying up late and watching that March Madness game so we didn't have to. Hey, that's that's what I do for you. Uh, Was it the worst March Madness final in recent history, would you say? It was pretty bad. I mean, especially considering the uh, the final four game between Gonzaga and UCLA was fantastic. Like, it was like an all-time game. I'm not going to say it was the best because that's just recency bias, but it was a great, great game. You had two number one seeds. Everyone loved Baylor. Uh, they were a, uh, a number one seed, one of the best teams in the country. Gonzaga was going... Uh, for a perfect record, first team in decades to do that, and for it to be like this was just a huge bummer. Yeah, what was the final score? 86-70 to 70 for Baylor. I mean, Baylor at one point uh, was up by 19. I was just like, like, what is going on here? Like, Baylor came out strong, Gonzaga, which hasn't really been challenged up until UCLA in the Final Four. I uh, couldn't quite handle it. They eked back a little bit after uh, the, the after halftime, but Baylor just pulled away, and they had too big of a lead, and they're too good of a team to blow it. Well, Jim was cheering for Gonzaga, and you yesterday on the show, Jim, you said you were very nervous because of uh, how close the game on Saturday was, right? Well, I've, I've seen it so many times. I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I always get nervous when the team I'm cheering for wins an epic game in the semifinals, especially when champagne is being popped in the locker room and people are calling it one of the greatest games ever. It truly takes the wind out of your sails. I think going into the final because you already had that huge victory. You feel like you won before you actually won. Yeah, it's just like it, it takes you down a step mentally because it's like you already got to the summit. 
I actually felt the exact opposite because, like, Gonzaga has been just destroying teams throughout the entire tournament up until UCLA. Like, they had a bunch of double-digit victories. That was the first time they actually had a close game. And when you're playing good teams, you're always going to have someone who just comes up and just punches you right in the face. And how you respond to getting punched in the face uh, tells a lot. And if you haven't gone through a lot of adversity, then when you actually uh, find it and it presents itself, sometimes you struggle, and that's what happened last night. So I thought the UCLA game was going to help them against Baylor because Baylor is a much better team than UCLA, but obviously it did not. And the Baylor Bears do indeed bear down to knock off the unbeaten Gonzaga Bulldogs and claim the school's first men's basketball championship. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.